All right. Hey, everybody. Alex Shaw here with your Risk Matters podcast, sitting down with Jimbo Redman from the uh, Scott Risk Performance Group. And hey, Alex. Joe Williams from Shoesmith Construction. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing great, Alex. How about yourself, buddy? Doing, doing really well. I Alrighty. wish I'd be doing a lot better if I had a, a nice teal uh, vest on like Joe does, looking sharp today. We can fix you up with that. <laughs> <laughs> is that Shoesmith issued or is that just... Uh, Actually, that's not company issued uh, at all. That thing looks like it might have been <laughs> hand-knitted. That is wife issued. It's a, beauty, <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. So it is, uh, Joe, it's, what is it? it's, it's almost March and, and business for you guys should be pretty slow right now, right? Should uh, be. Should be. <laughs> it should be. But absolutely, it, it is absolutely not. We have, uh, we were busy in November, and uh, in January we got even busier. Mm. Uh, so throughout the month of January and February, we have been extremely, extremely busy. And uh, forecasting going forward for this year right now, we know that we have uh, enough works work on the books that, it's going to carry us to about November. Wow. That we will be slammed until November. Hopefully and hopefully we won't have as much rain as we had. It, today is actually a monumental day because the sun is out for the first time. And well, yesterday time. yesterday the sun was out here in Richmond. Huh. The ri- the James River, this uh, as of yesterday, crested at about 16 feet. That's the highest it's been since 2010. Yeah. So yeah. we've had a tremendous amount of rain, and it's not just crested at 16 feet. Like overnight, a lot of times it'll bump you yeah. know, very quickly. But this mm-hmm. is a slow rise that's held over the past week. So the rain is, the ground is pretty saturated. It's absolutely saturated. So yes. so what do you guys, you know, you mentioned a lot of work you've got going on, but what do you guys, what, what type of work do you guys do? Site, we're site contractors. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to refer to ourselves as dirt movers, man, believe it or not. There's a lot of mud more than dirt these days, isn't it? Yeah, a lot, a lot of mud more than dirt with all of the rain we've had. We're hoping that this year won't be quite as wet as last year, but as of right now, it's starting out even worse than last year was. <laughs> yeah, so so you guys have, have transformed a bit over the years. You, you've taken on a few different profiles as an organization. Oh, absolutely. And you've been around through it all. Oh, um, yeah, been around since 1980. Um, came, in, came to work for this company uh, actually as labor. Um, that didn't, of course, didn't last very long because of some experiences that I had prior to coming to work for Shoesmith. Uh, I was its asphalt plant superintendent for 25 years. Wow! Uh, before taking on the uh, the role of uh, safety and uh, shortly thereafter, its human resources department. Hmm. And so, how did that? Uh, I think I knew that, but but maybe not. It hasn't been in my on the front of my mind for a while. Probably learned that about you when we first started working together close Probably. to five years ago. But yeah. I, I haven't thought about that. That man having that experience as an asphalt plant supervisor and yeah. and being labor, I'd imagine that brings you a, a high degree of of competence a in the work being done, but then credibility among people when you're asking them to take part in certain safety initiatives or or otherwise, just the, the backdrop of, of saying, hey, I've been there to some degree or another, has got to be pretty helpful. I think it certainly does. Um, it's as if the guys understand that, yes, I have been there. Mm-hmm. I've, I've walked in your shoes. I've walked in the same shoes in the same paths that you're walking, that you're walking in now. So he uh, does have holes in his shoes. I'm sitting right next to him. I mean, he's we done do. a lot of walking in their done shoes. A lot of walking, man. <laughs> done a lot of walking. So those guys understand. Uh, and I actually, I use it as a recruitment tool for, for hiring personnel as well. Hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll tell my story. I don't mind telling my story. 
so that uh, the guys will, I want guys to understand that where they start is not where they, have to, where they end up, where they have to end up. I think that's very important, mm -hmm. especially for younger guys coming in as labor, uh, giving them the, 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 the wherewithal to understand that, you know, there's, their beginning is not their ending. Mm -hmm. So that's, I use it as a recruitment tool big time. Yeah, I think that's that's something that, that's been pointed to for, for younger generations specifically is the need to have kind of a trajectory or a path or a next step. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So a lot of companies are, are adding in uh, labels, you know, yes. adding in job titles so mm -hmm. that they can each year kind of give them a target to aim for. And, yeah. And you've been yeah. promoted to this job title, and, and it gives some sense of uh, forward progression, which I think is I think is a, is a good it's great. Uh, route to go. It's great, and it's something that I have um, that I've initiated into our human resources department. Uh, it was always uh, pretty much you came in as a laborer, and as from as a laborer, you go through specific trainings to teach you to do this, thus, and so, and you become possibly a, a heavy equipment operator. Uh, but that 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 title labor was simply labor. Mm. Now it's labor one, labor two, labor three. Mm. Um, so it gives guys something to, to strive towards, to work towards. So does that does labor three do more labor than labor one? Or <laughs> it's just a multiple. That, what's, <laughs> how does that work? Or does labor one like the real grunt work? Labor one is the real grunt work. He's he's the guy that's really that's really learning. He's just started out. He doesn't know, doesn't really know anything about the business. He's learning the business. He's beginning. Gotcha. So, what did um, if you take a, a look back? To, you've been at Shoesmith for thirty eight years. Yes. And so, when you look back at the safety culture, or if that it was in, in existence back then, what does the landscape look like? Um, if if I were to look through the lens of nineteen eighty uh, versus the the lens of today, uh, the lens of nineteen eighty very muddy. Yeah. Very muddy. <laughs> like I'll that. just let's just hey, well, let's let's be real about it. Uh, very muddy. It, it absolutely was. Uh, you pretty much whatever it took to do it, you did it. Mm -hmm. um, if it meant if it meant me hanging off of a guardrail, sixty feet up in the air, upside down welding, yeah, I was doing it. We were doing it. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest. It was it was crazy, uh, but people did people did it. We were not the only ones. It was industry wide. Mm -hmm. um, but today, quite a bit of difference. Quite a bit of difference. Uh, I think we really, uh, as a company, turned a corner uh, maybe in 2002, 2003. We turned a corner. Um, didn't have immediate results, but we saw things really getting better. Um, and what were those, what was kind of the triggering event, or maybe not event, but what were the things that came together during that time frame that, that lended themselves towards this um, more accelerated progression to where you've arrived today? Well, in, in the year 2000, Shoesmith Construction was purchased by Tony Lucas. Mm -hmm. um, prior to that, it was owned by the Shoesmiths. And um, after Mr. Lucas bought the company, um, he saw some things that really shook him to his core. Um, and they were from a standpoint of, of safety, uh, the injury, number of injuries. A as an example, in 2003, I believe it was, there was 72, 73 injuries that, that year. Mm -hmm. um, and you can imagine the cost. 
How many employees were, were you guys at that point? We were over 300. Mm -hmm. We were well over 300. We were around 340, 350. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, at that time, uh, the company uh, had uh, three, divi three divisions. It was uh, Shoesmith, the construction division or grading division. Uh, I'm saying three, it was four. It was the grading division. It was the asphalt division. Uh, it was Virginia Waste Services, which we did own as well, and Shoesmith Brothers Landfill. Mm -hmm. So um, it was quite a sizable company. And, and when did you guys get involved with the captive conversation, and, and what influence did that have, you know, Generations Now Select Partners, on, on just how you guys have viewed, how you engage risk and the, and the different strategies you use to, to, to manage it? Well, we became, a, we became members of the, uh, of the captive uh, of Generations. We were a part of the original membership mm -hmm. uh, in Generations, and that began in 2000. Um, I did not actually come onto the radar into the safety arena, per se, until 2005. Okay. But the evidence shown was shown, like I said, 2002, 2003 is when we really started seeing a turnaround. Um, the information that was given, uh, there was a lot more trainings given. Um, the guys and myself began to see that um, not only were we given uh, safety as a book of rules and regulations, but safety now became a part of who we are as a company. Mm -hmm. um, took a while to get it turned around. Yeah, and you fast forward to today, and you guys are, are part of Select Partners. Yes. A different yes. captive group, and, and maybe that's a good, good segue into a conversation about something that hasn't happened yet, but that we saw another uh, company, uh, member company in that, in that group share, and that was about how they revamped and, and are continuing to fine-tune their annual safety meeting mm -hmm. uh, to be more meaningful, to be more um, unique and specific to what they do, and, and to be taught by, in many regards, their people, their internal experts, as opposed to bringing kind of a speaker in and everybody sitting down and falling asleep after eating a lot of Mexican food, as they said, yeah, um, yeah, or yeah. pizza. Um, and so maybe tell us a little bit about where we're headed here in March, is it uh, March 7th, I March think? 7th, yeah. Yeah, 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 March 7th. Looking for a big day on March 7th uh, where we're actually going to have our supervisors, excuse me, we'll have our supervisors actually doing the, doing the, safety, doing mm -hmm. the safety trainings. I think it's a great thing. Um, we got the idea from another, another member of our captive um, who, had, who did the same thing on last year with their personnel, um, and we brought it back and presented it uh, to the supervisors. And when we did so, honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest, I didn't think initially that I'd get the type of reaction from it that I got because the guys were so excited. It was like, really? We're going to do it? And we're going to do the teaching? Yeah, 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 you guys can do the teaching. And People love to tell you what they know. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So they, they, they really got excited about it. And uh, we're, we're going to actually have uh, four of our guys that will be doing uh, different safety trainings. Uh, it's, it's, I think, like I said, I think it's a great thing. 
hey, it keeps me out of the front of them. They don't want to hear me talk all day long, man. <laughs> well, I don't know, Joe. You're quite the orator. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. So I guess, and, and this is a bit different because you guys are going to be, um, and I want to get a little bit into the details because I think this can be helpful for some folks. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not all just classroom oriented. And I think in the past, what you guys were doing was a lot of, was a lot of sitting down and listening. And, and if anybody's like me, it's, I can last about 15 minutes. Yeah, and then I got to yeah. get up and move, and or I'm falling asleep. Yeah, well, uh, in the past, I, I do remember hearing a couple guys snoring, <laughs> um, <laughs> and of course, you have the the monitors that kind of wake them up. But yeah, yeah, hopefully, we won't have that issue this time. Uh, all of our trainings, uh, there's a single training that's going to be pretty much classroom training. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mon- that's mandatory. We have to do it that way. Uh, but the rest of the trainings are actually going to be for all intents and purposes, hands-on training. Um, outside of the building. Outside. We're hoping that it doesn't rain. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, rain, yeah. no yeah. snow, man. No right. rain, no get snow, March 7th. You better get a big tent. Hey, yeah. we, we need a day just like today. Beautiful, sunshiny yep. day. Highs of 57 degrees. That's what we need. But uh, it's all going to be outside in the field. Uh, the, uh, we have a, a big uh, lay-down area here on our, on our facility. And we're going to set that laydown area up on our facility, and we're going to actually do some real, real-time safety trainings uh, that are will also incorporate some trade training as well. Mm. Well, and I think that's uh, you know that sort of speaks to the whole idea that I think s- is really evolving, which is that if if you tend to think too much about sort of safety and operations in a silo. Um, you never quite arrive at where you need to be, which is how, how do we incorporate those things into a way of doing business that is just a way. Absolutely. And uh, and so I like how you put that, and I like that, you know, I think companies need to think more about that is not to sort of go, oh, well, we're doing safety training, and then, hey, we're also going to do just regular job skill training. No, the training is just training, and it incorporates the – the skill, it incorporates the quality, incorporates all of the elements that you really need to do to do your job successfully. Absolutely. And, you know, I use one example. One of the, one of the, one of the trainings that we're going to do, it's, we're, we're kind of backdooring the guys with this one. It's re- <laughs> no, really. And this is what I the mean. The old backdoor. Yeah, the old backdoor trick. It's actually a silica training. It's actually a silica training. We're going to have guys actually cutting concrete pipe with saws Mm -hmm. with water lines running to them and it's actually to talk about silica training and actually let them see what it what what it what it will look like without the water what it'll look like with the water and actually give the guys an opportunity some of the guys some of the younger some of the newer guys the opportunity to actually run the saws Mm. and get a get a real good feel and learn how to do this thing learn how to do it properly but in that we're going to we're incorporating a silica training so that's, that's just kind of the way we're doing this. Uh, we're actually going to set up a, an area um, out here on, the a- on our asphalt inside of our yard um, that's going to be a work zone, a highway work zone. That's going to be set up. Um, Do you need, so you're going to need people to drive by and yell and, and curse it at your, your well, folks that would be throw, good. throw you, bubble gum to make it real, more realistic? 
you just draft. You were just drafted. <laughs> you got it. You, got I, you know, it. I I didn't really think about that stuff until talking to some of your folks and and other folks that are in similar uh, in the same industry, different organizations. And yeah, the, the yeah. stuff your guys are exposed to. Yeah, just from folks Absolutely. driving by is, is oh yeah, it's I would crazy. never have anticipated. Um, yeah, it is. Folks it get is. really creative. Yeah. Well, one of the so you, you talk. Well, about that's this. a pretty good. You know, while we're on the uh, public service announcements, we ought to spend just a minute talking about having a little respect for the people doing work on the roadside. Yeah. And, you know, we know y'all are all busy and trying to multitask when you're driving, but these guys are trying to make better roads and more conveniences in life. And when you're, you know, driving through there and get caught up, um, show a little respect. Yeah. It's the essence of, uh, it's the essence of, of taking, uh, you know, a step back to take several steps forward you know, I was talking to a, a guy named Adam, Adam uh, Martin for another organization, site superintendent. He was saying, you know, these, these folks get really frustrated. They yell at us. But, I mean, they, do they ever stop to think about the reason we're here? It's to create a more efficient traffic pattern. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Absolutely. So, so that they can actually get to where they're going more quickly. Yeah. I think maybe if they were on the other side of that barrier, if they're lucky enough to have a barrier, or they were a little more privy to the real life scenarios that we see as as a risk management provider then maybe they would you know take a little bit different tack and 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 recognize that a few minutes out of their day to slow down and be delayed and be respectful is is you know may save a life so yeah absolutely i like i kind of like the way you said that uh alex you know, one of the ways I've always referred to it is the inconvenience we have now for the convenience that we're going to have later. Yeah, that's a great way you of know, stating it. Because I've always, I've kind of always put it that way, and uh, it, it, it it's amazing how people really don't seem to understand that when they're held up in traffic because the roadway that was three lanes is now down to two lanes because this third lane is being occupied by a work zone, you know, to make, uh, make it more convenient, yeah, more and efficient. And you can parlay that in over and back to the safety training, which is, I think, you know, w- what we haven't addressed here is that it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to do this training. Right. And what we run into with not a lot, but but some organizations is a real challenge with circling their people together. And, and maybe this is actually really important to note because it's a conversation I have not too regularly, but regularly enough that it's worth discussing. We can't bring all our people together. We can't justify the inconvenience. Um, you know, we can't justify the expense. This is how much it'll cost the organization. I remember you telling me how much it costs you guys to stop work and do it. It's not nothing. Uh, but but it's an inconvenience that's actually a, a huge convenience in developing skill. I mean, one of the things we know about people in general is that, um, that, that gaining mastery of something is a huge, um, huge facet of, of of whether they feel fulfilled in the role, of whether they've got stickiness within an organization. And so as we arm these people, you know, labor one, labor two, labor three, with tiers of skills, that, that just, that all kind of comes together and, and at the end of the day creates a tremendous convenience and a great benefit for organizations. Um, so long as you're willing to take the first step of actually being inconvenienced initially, maybe. Absolutely. And I'll be honest, when I, when I initially... Uh, brought up the idea of having a safety day, a day of training. Um, 
we decided uh, about three years ago that this is what we would do. So this is actually our third year doing mm -hmm. this, uh, having a, a, a where we would completely shut the company down, bring everybody to the one place for safety trainings. We've only been, this is our third year. And I'll be honest, when I initially brought it up, several years before that, okay, yeah, it was shot down, but um, the seed was planted. Yeah. yeah. The seed was planted. And we've seen uh, a company uh, with um, injuries totaling maybe, because our company's downsized a bit, but you're, you're talking about a company that had somewhere around 12, 15 um, injuries. Uh, of those 12 or 15, five or six that were actually recordables mm -hmm. uh, that really had a lot of cost to them, um, go to turn to a company that went to zero, mm -hmm. to zero injuries, zero incidents, no accidents. That was not done accidentally. That didn't happen accidentally. Um, one of the things that made me think about these trainings, being with Shoesmith for as long as I have, one of the things that has kept me here, uh, one of the things that mo has motivated me with this company had to do with the number of trainings that I've had. Mm -hmm. The number of, in the, the amount of investment that the company put in me. Right. That was a huge motivator for me. I just figured if it motivated me, then it would also do the same for others. And that's, I'm seeing it as to be true. Yeah, so I think, I think a couple things there. One is, is, you know, I think for companies that are willing to take a day off from what they do and say this really matters, and so we're going we're gonna to shut it down and we're going to send a big message to everybody that it really does matter because we're, we're willing to, you know, stop the, stop the grader we're willing to stop the paving machine, um, you know, and as you said, you hope it's a beautiful day. And if it's a beautiful day, that's a beautiful day that you could be out doing it, and that sends an even bigger message. And if it's not a, a beautiful day, a lot of people still get married in the rain. That's so, right. Absolutely. And, and then I think, I think secondarily is um, a transition to a hands-on sort of practical training that's in the field, doing the job, recreating the job, um, is something that is going to speak to people, and I think it's going to speak to people outside the organization too who go, oh, God, I thought we were coming in for the day-long talking safety head where you would hear a lot of snoring. This was actually pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so I think it's going to pay itself back both with your own employees but also as you're able to recruit people who are like, this is good. Yeah, as we've been sharing information with, uh, with our guys in the field, leading to this, uh, sort of promoting and advertising, so to speak, uh, the guys are really excited. They kind of, they're really looking forward to it. And it's not just a day, a day off from what they would normally be doing in their jobs, but they, they're seeing it as an opportunity to, to really to learn some things, to learn how to do their jobs better. Uh, we wanted to have a, not only... Uh, have a practical training of sorts, but hey, we always we always speak of doing things the Shoesmith way. Mm -hmm. Well, the persons that we've selected 
that are going to do, actually do the trainings, then they were actually, I say selected, they volunteered. Those volunteers who are doing the trainings, those persons actually are persons who are doing things the way that Shoesmith Construction appreciates them being done. These are guys with, with the better safety records as well. They don't have any uh, injuries. They're not, they don't have the, uh, the claims uh, that a lot of the others have had. Mm -hmm. They don't have them. So I, I think that speaks, speaks very highly of, of these gentlemen as well. Alex is pointing at me. I think oh, he, I thought I thought you had something to, to oh, say. Well, you just said the Shoesmith way, and I just instantly went to um, a flashback to a couple of years ago where Alex, Joe, and I were visiting some of the Shoesmith job sites, and um, I couldn't get out of the truck because I didn't have my PPE, so <laughs> I, I, I had to stay in the, I had to stay in the truck, but. Um, uh, Alex and, and Joe went out, and Alex, uh, you can take it over, but I think if I remember correctly, Alex decided he would quiz one of the workers about a sticker he had on his hard hat. So uh, why don't you tell us about that, Alex? Yeah, you know, you, there's a lot of safety slogans that organizations have, and, and, and they're, they're, they're visual, and that's about as deep as they go uh, in, many, in many cases. And so I, I was just curious, and I, and I asked um, – you know what does that sticker on your hard hat mean? And he said, "Oh, this is this is this is our all about our safety culture. This is about how my actions influence not just me, but more importantly, the people around me. It has an impact on a ripple effect on on if something happens to me, a ripple effect on my family, on on uh, my friends, on those close to me, and and also on the people I work with. And so it's up to me to really take care of myself and own." Uh, my actions and the actions of the guys I work with, and I thought, okay, sorry, <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't mean to pry, you know. Uh, but he he just rolled with that, and, okay, and I was Jimbo, impressed. You opened the door on that one, right? Um, you opened the door on that one, Jimbo. Great, Alex. Um, that young man, uh, yeah, he 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 uh, he absolutely knew exactly what was what our safety culture was, was about. It, was he planted? No, he was not. Planted. <laughs> he was not planted. Um, his name is Eric. Um, <laughs> I remember it. But I, I will tell you this, um, that our safety culture was not something that I or anyone in the Shoesmith organization came up with. I have to give all of that credit to Scott Insurance. I do. I give all of that credit to Scott Insurance because um, I was at a, a workshop back in 2006, I believe it was. And Jimbo, you spoke about quality of life. That was in 2006. In 2007 was when we introduced our new safety initiative, Target Zero. And its motto is, is my safety begins with me. That came out of a statement that you made, and it spoke about the qual quality of life. From that statement, we re totally redesigned our safety culture. Well, I wasn't trying to set it up, but I thank you for the kind words. But actually, I was just so so blown away because we see people that put slogans up and they have safety culture statements and all this, and rarely do you actually say, hey, I can walk down – to a random laborer yeah. on a job site and ask them about, hey, what does that mean? 
and they can actually tell you. Usually they go, oh, well, that was just some sticker they handed out at the safety meeting. I don't really know what it means. <laughs> Joe, do you know what that means? What is that? He might know more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I think that's, you know, it's not a testament to us. It's a testament to you um, because y'all are who make it come to life in your own organization. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just try to keep it in front of them, keep it in front of them and constantly reminding you know, we, we do our safety toolbox talks each week. Um, and, and Jimbo, I walked in with a piece of paper in my hand. You, were, you wondered if I had notes. That's really not notes. That's, that's something you can look at if you like. That's the very first safety toolbox talk of the year for 2019. Hmm. That safety toolbox talk, to, toolbox talk speaks about the Shoesmith safety culture. That's to begin the year. And it talks about our Target Zero uh, safety program and, and how and the culture that we have developed here. Mm. And it's all about our culture. It's all about our culture and getting guys ready for the season. Remember, Target Zero is not simply an emblem or a logo, but an attainable goal for the health and well-being of every employee in our company. It is a safety program that belongs to every employee of Shoesmith Construction Incorporated. Do your part by reporting unsafe conditions or unsafe behavior and quickly correcting unsafe issues. Your loved ones are depending on you to achieve the company's Target Zero goal. Your safety begins with you. That's excellent. Yeah, and I think one of the ways so that rings true, and yet in practical or mechanical terms, the question is, how do you how do you sustain that vision? And so I just applaud you guys because if there's one thing we know, it's that safety gets stale if you do the same thing over and over. Yeah. And so this this constant read of not necessarily redefining, but just reshaping what um, and fine tuning what the the toolbox talks look like, and and this year specifically the the annual safety training. Um, Absolutely. annual safety meeting, I think that goes a long way. And yeah. so uh, applaud you guys for that. So when we were starting, Alex Alex had said y'all had, y'all had, had gone through sort of a, I guess, a growth or aggressive growth objective. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things that we see is is that, you know, the sustainability of, of culture is tough yeah. through sort of accelerated growth. And what what lessons did you – maybe learn as y'all sort of had your eye on uh, becoming a little bigger company but trying to maintain perhaps that that culture? Well, we learned that our growth um, needed to be sustainable more than anything else. It needed to be sustainable. Uh, The methods that we were using in which to grow because we were trying to grow very fast – we were looking to, uh, to honestly, to double revenue in, a, in one year. Um, I know that's pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's very aggressive. <laughs> I remember talking that about that. That is very aggressive. But that was our goal. That was the, that was the goal that we were given uh, by our ownership. Um, we came very close, but at a cost. Mm. Um, we saw our rate of injuries go up. We saw it go up. Um, And what surprised me in that was that it was not necessarily the new guys that got injured. I know that's normally who it is, but it wasn't necessarily those guys. Hmm. Um, Oftentimes it was some of the guys that 
more experience, been around for a while. Um, we learned that in our trying to uh, increase revenue in such a manner that we were pushing so hard that guys were not were taking shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Guys were taking shortcuts, and we really didn't want people to take shortcuts in order to do in order to do this. But we learned a lot. Um, like I said, there was a there was a cost. Yeah. Well, I think that's you know it's. It is what it is, and I think it's a it's a lesson that that a lot of people learn, and I think it's just a cautionary tale that as you as you grow and as you expand, and the season changes, yeah, uh, you know there there are new challenges, absolutely, and um, and so growing pains, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, Joe, I think we're we're running up on time here, but. Um, Thank you. Looking forward to March seventh. I'm I'm really excited for the the training and interested to see how it unfolds and interested to see how the guys respond when they're standing and and engaged and interactive um, because the the safety meetings in the past were also fruitful. You know there yeah, were people yeah. who participated, but I I do I just stick by that it, it's important to to reshape these things every once in yeah, a while. And yeah. So again, applaud you guys for doing that and and appreciate your time today. Not yeah, a and problem. I, I just appreciate anybody who's been in the same employee for thirty eight <laughs> years. years. That's uh, <laughs> that that's impressive stuff and speaks to who you are. So uh, we we appreciate you and thank you for coming on. Well, thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Great talking to you guys. Um, and uh, thanks again to the Scott team. You got it. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. And, uh, again, see uh, many thanks to uh, – oh, you, you jumped oh, the gun. Many thanks we, to, we had to Joe Williams and, Bennett, and Bennett Construction. Bennett was just watching. And uh, we will catch you next time. Take care. Mm-hmm.